song right now just thanking you for being present and accounted for. Thank you, dear Lord, for moving me out of the way that I will be obedient unto your word and preach the word as you have caused it to be preached. Lord, I thank you for the revelation knowledge that you have granted this day and this week through all the things that are going forward. For if it were not of you, God, I would not stand. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ms. Renice has two items that I gave her on the back row. Now, where has she disappeared to? She's in the counting room. Well, we're just going to encourage her to keep counting, but we're going to press on with what needs to be done. Sometimes things happen, and you have to have a backup plan. Miss May doesn't even realize that she is the backup plan. There are two mirrors sitting under your podium, one small, one large. Please give one randomly to either side and begin this journey. Simply, our title this morning is Look Inside and Out. If it had to have a subtitle, it would simply be called Take a Look at Yourself. Take a look at yourself. The one that starts with the mirror, take a look at your group. God sees and sees deep. The sermon title is simply Inside and Out. What do you think God sees? And I want to take it from the context. And when I'm reading a book and preparing for things, I always like to share with you where some of my thoughts and prayers come from. I'm reading a book that's called One Church, Four Generations. We are a multi-generational church, multi-generational community, multi-generational people, and a lot of times we do what we do because the generation in front of us did the same thing. Not that it was bad, not that it was indifferent. We have passed down from one person to the other some very good and blessed traditions. However, could I have one of those mirrors, please? When I look at the mirror and I look in the big picture of it all, Every now and then, we don't see all the details in the big picture. But when we get that little compact, we get tight up on that temple. We not only see the good, we see the challenging. And if the truth be told, we even see some wrinkles of wisdom, a few gray hairs, and a lot of other things that we say, thanks be to God, you don't have to make me 17 again, but I got it this time, Jesus. <laughs> it's nothing like a little experience and a look in the mirror. Who has the mirror now? Who has the mirror raised in? If you have the mirror, simply stand up. Simply stand up. And say, yeah, mirror, only God knows what he sees and what he wants me to know. Thanks be to God. <laughs> and Book of James is simply a tough passage. I remember the first time I heard some of these passages, it was my Sunday school teacher. Be a doer of the word, not just a 
did she always use the principal voice? Can't you see her standing up the front? Good morning. And she had that principal voice, and we were like, we're at Sunday school, we want to have fun, we want to play, we want to do this. And she said, let us be doers of the word, and not just hearers of the word. And she said it every time. That was like her mantra, that's what she opened with. That was her belief. And then she used to just take me away with that statement. But as I got a little older, I began to read. And the whole passage and context of what that is inside of is the word that James is giving. And James is asking and reminding us to be generous and realize that every good and perfect gift comes from God. And so the first gift that I invite you to experience in the mirror is the gift of truth. Who has the mirror now? Who has the mirror? Mirror, mirror. Mirror, mirror. Come on now. Stand up. Who got the mirror? Oh, hot potato. Y'all didn't want to get the mirror. Who got the mirror? Let us stand together. Mirror, mirror. Only God knows. Let the truth be told. Praise be to God. by the truth. Because sometimes the truth for us seems. The gift of the truth is the first truth. Does anybody know what the first truth is? Does anybody know? Have you been on a farm? Do you know what the first fruit is when it comes off the tree? He said, no. Any other farmer, tell me what the first fruit is supposed to be. The sweetest, the best, the super. It is like, yes, this is the fruit of the season. Can't get no better than this. We get the other fruit to the marketplace, but we keep the fresh fruit, the first fruits at the house. It's the sweetest of the sweetest. The best of the best. Jesus Christ said we are the first fruit. His children, his people, the truth of God, loves us enough to make us the first fruits. As we move on to the, through the book of James, and we leave verses 17 and 18, and we're simply asking, what does it mean for me to be the first fruit? You have to remember, even if you're a 17 child in your mama house, and you came because you was really your auntie's children, 
God saved you the first fruit. It ain't about the order. It ain't about the number. It ain't about where you was born, how you was born, where you was born. It's the first fruit. He says, I love you. And I welcome you with the meekness. And I have the power to save your soul. So the second part, when you move from that gift of generosity, he gives you the gift of soul searching. He gives you the gift of welcome back. He gives you the gift of I'm so glad you're in the house. Who has the mirror now? Who has the mirror here in the choir? Who got the mirror? Who got the mirror in the choir? I want you to stand and say, mirror, mirror. Mirror, mirror. And he's welcomed me home with open arms. Hallelujah. Isn't that a good feeling? That's just warm and cozy. I mean, the fact that God said, come on back. No matter what you've done, no matter what the sins you've done, no matter where you've been last week, no matter what corner, I am a forgiving and loving God. And he gives us who are his children a recommendation. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. God gave us more ears than he gave us mouth. So he intends for us to listen twice as much as we talk. He wants us to listen. He wants us to hear him. He wants us to experience. But he also says, even in multiple passages, including James, that we ought to be slow to anger. And you can see folk on the freeway blowing up. They ain't driving fast enough for me. Folks, they know where I need to go. You should have left early. The gift of soul searching. Are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you sad? Have you decided to follow God's direction? For it simply says, welcome the humility, the meekness of an implanted word, because it has the power to save our soul. Who in there wants your soul saved? All of us ought to jump up and say, I want a soul saved every day. I need a renewal. I need to be struck. Because you might have been saved last week when hit by the anger bulls and take the mirror. Who got the mirror? Everybody got the mirror stand up. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Please don't let me see the serving. Be a servant unto the Lord. This is where I could spend all my time, verses 22 through 24, that we become doers of the Word of God. Previous weeks I've talked about murmuring. Previous weeks I've talked about search your heart. Previous weeks I've preached about getting to know God personally. We can all get to the water, but if we're afraid to jump in, the miracle may not happen as quickly as God would like it to be. There's not one person in here that doesn't have a gift that the kingdom needs. I don't care if you're this little, this big, 
this wide, this wide, this long, this long, wherever your stature is. Education, no education, 15 jobs, they never had a job, want to go to work, can't find a job, been on drugs, now free, want to get on drugs, want to stop eating, want to change the life, but ain't sure how to change it yet. No excuse we can all be doers of the word of God. That includes kids, cats, and dogs. And you may say, what what about my dog? I don't take my dog out. My dog's there to protect my house. Newsflash. That's the dog's job. But the dog, what would you do if the dog stopped barking? You get in the dog's face and say, why didn't you do your job? Why ain't you being a doer for Jesus? Barking when you hear strange people at my house. If a dog suddenly starts to yell at you, take the dog to the bed. Say, dog, this dog's going crazy. Dogs don't even bark no more. Then over with the cats and meowing and stuff. You say, is he a doer, a dog, a cat? What is this situation? We all need to be doing, not for the thank you from us, but from the thank you for God. Who got the mirror? Who got the mirror? Stand up if you got the mirror. Hallelujah. Now, what's going on with this choir back here? They must be sitting on the mirror. I don't think they passed in the way. Y'all don't have a mirror, okay? Here we go. We have to be willing to do the right thing, even if it's tough. That part, we sometimes want to skip over. Because the scripture says, be doers of the word and not merely bearers who deceive themselves. For if any are bearers of the word, and see themselves in the mirror, and they look at themselves, and then go away, and they immediately forget what they thought. In clinical and psychological terms, in the terms of what this book has been sharing with me, when we look at a man and we forget, we're in a place called denial. Y'all say denial. Oh, it used to be this way and we feel this way. It really ain't that way now, baby. Life is dynamic and it changes. That doesn't mean we're not capable. That doesn't mean we're not desirous. But we look in the mirror and forget what the real deal is. But that's where I ask you to employ your faith. Not only look at it for what it really is, but that's when you ask God, show me what your preferred vision for their life is. God, show me what the preferred action is that you want me to take. God, show me where you want me to be and how you want me to get there. God, help me learn and do the things you've called me to do. For it says, but those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty and persevere, being not bearers who forget, but doers who act. So doing is an action related to our faith journey. We can't just say, I believe. And ain't nothing manifested. There is no praise fruit. There is no fruit of effectiveness. There is nothing that generates simply because we say, you know, I really believe. I really believe. Oh, yes, I really don't want to get me. I just believe. And we do nothing with our belief. 
somebody said, will you teach a Sunday school class? Let me get back to you. Will you be a mentor for a high school uh, junior lock-in? Oh, I don't swim. Will you pick up the children and read to them after school? I need to get my glasses fixed. Will you, can I get back to you when, um, let me just get back to you, period, okay? Excuses, excuses are not making us doers of the word. It just makes us believers in our hearts and seamen in our feet. Let me say it again. Believers in our hearts and seamen in our feet. Who has the mirror now? Is it like tight? Who got the mirror? Who got the mirror? I know somebody. Y'all done slipped it under the seat because they said, mm, I don't want to hold on to it. Somebody has the mirror. I know exactly the number of mirrors I started with. <laughs> Who has the mirror? Sarah? There's another mirror over here, Sarah. I, I, I. You got you gotta watch him. You gotta watch him. He's not the mirror. Y'all got to stand together. Y'all got to move. Y'all got to stand. But I see a mirror right there. Show it up with the mirror. I saw y'all flip it to the children. That's all right. They gonna get y'all. They gonna turn the mirror on. Get a point here. It's mirror, mirror on the wall. Say mirror, mirror on the wall. God will show it off. Whether we're doing or whether we're not. Lord, renew our hearts and make us all do it for the word of God. And finally and finally, at the end of it all, God is calling us into a pure relationship. And we are brought into that relationship through his perfected word. He wants us to care for the orphans, the widows, and those who are challenged in life. Those who need us more than anything. Scripture reminds us that we are to visit, not just the sick and shedding, but those who are in prison. We've been reminded, but sometimes we don't even want to tell the pastor that somebody's up in jail. Because we're afraid of what he says about us about our family, about our generation, about our pain, about our suffering. But if we're all truthful, it's not that we had a good dog on long-term suffering God with something, that we get to know just how great God is. Before I came here, I used to say, nothing kept me on my knees more than my child. Been here two and a half years and y'all catching up. Y'all catching up, that's not a bad thing. Because I was in that much prayer for my child on an ongoing basis, and I know the power of prayer, and you know the power of prayer, because that's your man, because the man is through in Iraq or Iran or everywhere where it was, he couldn't have made it through without the power of prayer. We must resume and get on our knees and talk to God about all things. In all seasons, because the bottom line, prayer releases the power to change. Who got the mirror now? I want this, Miss 39, to stand. It's good that the mirror stopped just where God needed it to stop. And 
she killed <laughs> Fabulous. Actually, her mirror matches her outfit. Isn't that just fantastic? Such a fashion statement. But can you imagine when she looks in the mirror and she sees all of your faces? She knows God is a miraculous God because of what she sees. She sees the heart of love. She knows the testimony of faith. And each of us know it too. But somewhere close in, if she had the magnifying mirror, she might even see a moment of sadness. But it's because of the love of Christ. Sadness can become gladness. And joy can be elevated above all things. People can be renewed and restored. We can forgive one another and make things anew. We can stop the murmuring. We can stop the arguing. We can come to terms with what God wants from the body of Christ. We can go back and learn from the past and implement what God is requiring us for right now. It's not about forgetting the strength of what we have come through. It's to say, I'm going to be a doer now. I've been a doer. I'm always going to be a doer. I'm willing to change and keep doing what thus saith the Lord right now. I used to be skinny. That's a personal statement. But if I stop living because my physical body had changed, I would have given Satan some power he didn't need to have. But I'm at a point in my life that I want to be all that God needs me to be. Not because of a fashion statement, but because of the health and welfare and the well-being of my temple. My temple is a testimony. I don't need to put on things that God has to say put on. I don't need to stay and worry about situations here, there, and everywhere. I don't need to be about something that God hasn't called me to be about. So don't take this the wrong way. I love you enough to say tell you that I've laid you down. And you're in God's hands now. I have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I invite you to get it too. And we will get it and walk it together through the peace of God. Because there is only unity in community. If you take the word community, it means common and unity means togetherness. Every family fights. Every family is challenged. Every family, if the truth be told, you don't went to the edge of the wall and back right up and say, if you wasn't my brother or sister, I have a few words for you. But since I love Jesus, and I don't have an option not to love you, I'm going to keep on keeping on in the hallelujah kind of God. I'm going to accept the gift of truth. I'm going to accept the gift of soul searching. I'm going to accept the gift of serving God. I'm going to accept the purity of who he is and what he offers us to do. I'm going to accept the obedience unto God because it is he and he alone that I seek to serve. Take time to look in the mirror. Not just here, but at home. Take time to look at the mirror and your soul searching If you are where you need to be, we all need to be purified and made anew. Oh yeah, I told you from the beginning, this one a warm, cozy sermon. 
but it's a sermon of truth. But through his generosity, through his truth, and through his service, we are made whole. He don't want none of us to not be whole. If this church, as a body, has hurt you, receive the forgiveness today. If anybody in this body of Christ has hurt one another, let our communion stand for an act of forgiveness and graciousness unto God. If anybody in this body has chosen to step away because their feelings have been hurt and God said, come home, it's time. Because at the end of the day, there's plenty of widows and plenty of people in the community that need to see God as an action, not God as a quiet word. Yes, we need to be in prayer. But our prayerful time when we arise from our knees ought to be a prayer of community, unity, and the grace of God ought to flow like it's never flowed before. If you got the mirror, will you please stand?